0: Good morning, Liberty.
1: Well, well, what is going on, all of our Liberty loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the, the Good Go- Morning
0: Liberty Podcast.
1: <laughs> My name I is. I am your host, <laughs> Nathaniel Status Paul Thurston. And straight <laughs> across from me is Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck?
0: Oh, it's going good. We had a great live <laughs> session to begin this. Telling all kinds of old cool stories and right before we get going, Jeff calls you status Nate. And so I was wanting to do the intro. It just said
1: Nate so, the State Thurston.
0: So I could I was wanting to do the intro so that I could introduce you as Status Nate. Yeah. And then you cut me off and we cut each other off. And uh, you know, it's a good Friday. Fridays are always terrible days. They're good for everyone else, but they're terrible for us because we enjoy uh playing in the stock market and making money and I had I had a gamble that I took. This isn't recommended. I'm not saying this is recommended, but ended up playing out in my favor, which was quite amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I had been holding hurt stock, even though they filed for bankruptcy. And I was like, look, chapter 11, they're just restructuring. Maybe it'll come back. I ended up averaging Mm -hmm. my position down. And what do you know? I made it into the profit today. (laughs) And so today was a good day.
1: I, yeah, I I'd, thought you were going to lose about eight hundred bucks on Hertz, and yeah. uh, you you doubled down on it, and it paid off. That's not a great strategy. It's not no. uh, averaging down is not a great strategy that we would teach. But if there is some principle and some thought behind it, uh, then it it's not too terrible. I mean, Hertz is a big company; they didn't file Chapter Seven or Chapter whatever. Actually, seven is where they look real bankruptcy yeah. would be this was a hey guys there's a lot of debt we don't want to pay for and we still want to be a company kind of bankruptcy is what they filed so a lot of people jumped in i got in at 81 cents and sold plus 350 percent today so that's good it's good i like it when that happens so it's been a good friday so far but like charlie said man, Friday is my least favorite day of the week. You know you like what you do every day when Friday is your least favorite day of the week and Monday is your favorite day of the week. That's that's how you know that you really like what you're doing. So I suggest to everyone find something like that in their lives, whether it's trading or podcasting or whatever. It doesn't have to be one of those two things. Those are just my two things, but maybe trading will be your thing. So you can check out mastermytrades.com and get a seven-day free trial. There's your there's your little, uh, I don't know, advertisement for that. But also you gotta subscribe to this podcast smash that subscribe button real quick okay hit subscribe hit follow 92 percent of the people who listen to this podcast hit one of those two buttons don't be part of the evil eight percenters that hate life liberty and the pursuit of meaning be one of the people who love life liberty and the pursuit of meaning which is what we talk about every single day of the week when we want to so do it
0: yeah also don't be one of those four star review people um be a five-star reviewer. <laughs> yeah.
1: Be a five-star reviewer. <laughs> yeah.
0: We have a 99.9% five-star review rate, <laughs> We do. And we have one four-star. And that guy or gal, whoever it was. That's okay. They, they said it was good, but they didn't say it was great. Yeah. You know, if you hover over on, uh, on the computer on iTunes, if you hover over the stars, it starts with uh, five stars is it's great. Four stars is it's good. That's not bad. Three stars is it's okay. Two stars, I don't like it. One star, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go. Well, no one put, I hate it yet. Right. Which That's means good. we have not made it into the Bernie Sanders slash MAGA hat circles yep. yet. So we got to do better outreach, folks. We got to sh- get this podcast in front of the right people. Get us some more one-star reviews on there. Okay. You know, although
0: Fridays, we don't look forward to mm. the weekend. It is, it's always a fun day. We had, like I said, we had a good live show. Uh, a pre pre live show where we told some stories about me mainly. Um, so people got some in-depth knowledge about me and my history His former priors and my, and my former priors. <laughs> 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 and, uh, we had a good time talking about it. So, and, uh, and then also how much of a status Nate is. So if you guys want to get on that, that's <laughs> patreon.com slash good morning, Liberty. And Fridays are always fun. Cause we do the dumb bleep of the week. And, uh, it's, it's a fun day, even though it's, kind of a sad day
1: it is it's a big day because elon musk made it into the dumb bleep of the week which what a week for him sending being the first african-american to send two people in the in the space <laughs> i'm just going to keep calling him that um to be to be sending people in the, the space first south african-american and also for the first time to be making it into our dumb bleep of the week. That is a giant leap for him right there for Musk kind that's, right there. So
0: what's a one small step for
1: that's I'm not sure one small step for South Africans and uh one giant leap for Musk kind is what it is. I don't <laughs> know. I might need to refine that just a little bit that, that that wasn't very good so let's run through the news because i am up on a hard deadline brought to me by my wife today so i've got to get out of here and get down to chattanooga down there down further south and always, go down go down to chat town. always leaving work <laughs> early i know ma'am it's friday i don't want to be here anymore all right, guys, so we'll start off by talking about the unemployment rate. If you guys have seen this, the unemployment rate shocks Wall Street, drops to 13.3%, the biggest one month <laughs> job gain since 1939. <laughs> now we got to call out all sides here this, this is from the daily wire thanks ben so ridiculous this is listen we call out both sides of this when you put something stupid like the biggest one month anything since something when we've gone through the largest of something ever or we're coming from a, a massive number that we've never had before it gets really annoying to me Gets really annoying because when you come from the largest unemployment rate ever or since the great depression and you have the largest population and the most amount of jobs, especially since the Great Depression, it's going to be very easy to have the largest one-month job, job game. gain since 1939. <laughs> right. Just like if the Dow is at 30,000 and it drops 1,000 points and you could say, oh, this is the largest drop ever on the Dow. Well, It's at 30,000 points. Is it bigger than the drop that happened during the Great Depression? Because that was like 50 points. Are you saying that right now is worse because it dropped 1,000 points? No, it's not worse. It's just a bigger number. Okay? That's all it is. Anyway. but That's why percentage points matters. A little bit of positive news, I guess. The U.S. unemployment rate shocked economists on Wall Street, dropping to 13.3%. What a horrific number for the month of May. I added the horrific number part in there.
0: But, by the way, I mean the stock Mm -hmm. market... pumping yeah just just going on a roll what it got the 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 dow gapped up 600 points i believe from yesterday's close yeah it's unbelievable
1: it's it the market's only down i don't actually know what the dow is still down i know the s p only down like six percent for the year six or seven percent for the year yeah what a what a crazy month it's been for the stock market so says Dow Jones experts had predicted the rate would soar to 19.5%, another 8 million jobs lost, but the economists weren't even close. Imagine that. Imagine people making projections on using numbers from the past and then being way off when it finally changes. The economy actually created more than 2.5 million jobs in May, the Labor Department reported. The May game was by far the biggest one-month jobs gain in U.S. history since at least 1939. Like we already said... That is a stupid point to make, Ben. Okay? Listen, I kind of like your podcast. You have some good articles sometimes and some good points. Don't stoop down to this level of trying to use statistics for your own personal gain. Of course, it was the biggest one-month job gain. We are coming from the largest job loss ever in the country since that time. So, of course, that's what's going to happen. Uh, Let's see. Quote from Trump. It is a stunner by any stretch of the imagination. President (laughs) Trump wrote on Twitter. It's a stupendous number. It's joyous. Let's call it like it is. The market was right. It's stunning. (laughs) Jobs returned to many sectors from retail sales to restaurants and bars, the clothing stores, the dentistry and medical practices. But jobs were lost in government and education due to ongoing school closures. It's not the worst news. Yeah, I've heard worse than new, worse news than that before. Futures on the Dow soared more than 650 points on the good news. The unemployment rate increased by more than 10 percent in April, hitting 14.7 percent. The March jobs report barely caught the initial surge in unemployment, measured then at just 4.4 percent. By the way, this is this is some more statistical manipulation here that I have to point out. He said the unemployment rate increased by more than 10% in April, hitting 14.7%. That is actually incorrect. The unemployment rate went from 3.5% to 14.7%, meaning that the unemployment rate increased by something like 400%. Right. It You could say the unemployment rate went up by 10%. But the unemployment rate itself increased by like 400% would would be the actual way of saying that. But there was bad news on Thursday with the Labor Department saying another 1.8 million Americans made first-time claims for unemployment benefits last week, pushing the number of people who have lost their jobs amid the COVID-19 pandemic above 42 million. Continuing Jeez. claims, which show how many people remain unemployed and drawing benefits, total 21.5 million, a gain of 650,000 over the past week. Also worse than Dow Jones analysis analysts had expected, as states have finally begun to reopen by force, the numbers are expected to continue to recede. The 1.8 million claims last week is the lowest total since the coronavirus crisis began. In fact, the numbers have dropped for eight weeks in a row since the week in the March 25th. But the Congressional Budget Office has offered a bleaker picture. The nonpartisan government agency said in its May, super nonpartisan, said in its May report that lockdowns will hamper the U.S. economy through next year, inflicting long-term damage to business investment and the labor market. That's probably true. The office forecast that the nation's gross domestic product will plunge 38% in the second quarter of the year, which would be the worst drop on record. And by the end of 2020, the CBO said 26 million more Americans will be unemployed at the end of the year more than triple the number of job losses that occurred during the 2008 financial crisis. So anyway, there's your jobs numbers, there's your jobs report for this Friday. Um, I'll go ahead and throw in one of the dumb bleeps real quick, which is a tweet from Bernie Sanders imagine that. He did make it on here. But we didn't put AOC in here. We didn't put Warden Warren on Ward here. We wanted to try and make it fair this week and give someone else a chance to win out of equality standards and all of that. So we did still leave Bernie Sanders in. So after this big jobs report, Bernie said <clears throat> Trump said today the economy is taking off like a rocket ship. Really? Real unemployment is 21.2%. million are out of work. Youth unemployment is 29.9%. One in four Americans are skipping meals. The president is completely out of touch with reality. Okay, Mm. so first off, those numbers are probably all real. I will debate one of them here in a second. I love that all of a sudden now it's okay to use real unemployment as a statistic and not the, it's almost like three, four years ago. You didn't want to use real unemployment as a st- statistic. You four, wanted four to, or five years ago. Yeah. You wanted to use the unemployment rate as the statistic, but now when Trump can tout the unemployment rate going down, Bernie has to say, well, but the real un- unemployment rate is this. And by the way, Bernie, why do you think that is? Is it all just because the economy is one big POS built on capitalism, or is it because the government literally forced people to stay at home and not go to their jobs, so people all lost their jobs? And
0: why is he upset about it? Yeah. Because it, doesn't he want people to, to be no, on the
1: government dole? Aren't this, they getting an extra 600 bucks a week? This has been generally negative, negatively reported by everyone on the left. Super unhappy about the fact that the unemployment rate went down, of course, uh, because... It fights against the policies that they want. They still want this next stimulus. They still want more government spending. We still have to get our UBI. We have to get all these things. How are we going to get a UBI when we're adding new jobs? How how are we going to be able to do this? So anyway, that was just ridiculous that Bernie, this is what you're seeing. On one hand, pushed for months to close down the entire economy, forcing everyone out of work. And then now on june 5th 2020 is using that against trump talking about how terrible the unemployment rate is for all of these people like this is what and you could probably go back in the archives and hear us talking about that that coming up to the election people on the left were going to start using the unemployment numbers as a weapon against trump when they were pushing to close down all of the economy so it, they can't it's use crazy. the market anymore. You can't. Yeah, it's crazy. The stock market's doing hmm. fine. So it's, you can't use that part of the economy. And the idea that one in four Americans are skipping meals—that is so vague. And what the heck does that even mean? One like, in four Americans probably need
0: to skip a meal. Yeah, I know.
1: Like, <laughs> that would probably help healthcare <laughs> pricing. It would help COVID deaths. It would help uh, all kinds of stuff. If more be, Americans I would skip meals. I should be
0: skipping a meal.
1: But if you're skipping it because you literally can't afford food, that's one thing. But Like, how do you, how does that survey come out? Do you ever skip a meal? I skip lunch almost every single day. I hardly ever eat lunch. So does that come down on someone who skips a meal every single day? Hang on. So you said one in four
0: Americans is 25%. Yeah. The latest data indicates that 39.6% of adults and 18.5% of children Mm. have obesity.
1: Okay. So, well, Maybe this is maybe this is OK.
0: This is the Venezuela diet that he wanted. Yeah,
1: this is the Chavez or the uh, Maduro diet yes. right here. Yeah, that's that's what it is. No, that's listen, And I could say that because
0: I am somebody that needs to skip. If
1: meal. you're skipping meals because you don't have any money and you're hungry, like that's let's clarify. We're against death. That's a bad thing. We don't want that to be happening at all, but generally statistics like this are very, very wrong. For instance, they sent out questionnaires to all of these school children one year and asked them if they ever were hungry when they went to bed. And if you answered yes, then you got counted on a statistic as children who go to bed hungry. That says nothing about whether or not your family was able to give you any food, whether or not you're just a kid and you wanted some cookies or some crackers or some popcorn or something before you went to bed. It was generally, do you are you ever hungry when you go to bed? So that that's how important it is to try and separate these things out because those mean entirely different things. Very. The, you can use them to say certain things but they don't necessarily mean what they're trying to make it mean so that's so, dumb bleep of the week number one from bernie sanders so ridiculous all right i think i put a supreme court thing in here for you charlie because i know that's what you like is there is there a gaff first oh well so joe biden uh, i don't know if you guys saw it's a it's I wouldn't call it a gaffe. It's, this is actually more annoying to me on the conservative front. But Joe Biden in hot water from conservatives because he said that 10 to 15% of uh, people were just not very good people. In fact, let me just show you what he said. they are probably anywhere from 10 to 15% of the people out there that are just not very good people. Okay. Well, that's basically what I said right there. Right. Just not very good people.
0: They're 10 to 15% of them.
1: Yeah. Just... So I went ahead and grabbed that quote so we can use it anytime we're talking about Bernie Sanders or AOC or like anything <laughs> like that. So uh, anyway, so he said this and of course, the conservatives are all over. They're trying to make it this moment where Hillary Clinton call, called people the, you know, the deplorables where Mitt Romney said that 40%, 47% of America were just takers. You know, they weren't paying taxes. So they're trying to make it into that moment. The problem is generally everyone, I think would agree with the statement that 10 to 15% of the country is probably not very good people. I mean, I don't really find that controversial. I actually am more annoyed that conservatives are acting like that's not a true statement when they also call Democrats demon rats, and that represents way more than 10-15% of the people. So when you go out demonizing an entire group of the population, like people who are Democrats or Socialists or Leftists, and say that they want the entire world to burn down or that they're terrible people, and then you also say oh i can't believe you said 10 to 15 percent of america were bad people like uh, i mean you're also kind of
0: what you also have to take it over a lifetime too like i've probably done 10 to 15 percent of my lifetime (laughs) worth of dumb shit already yeah or at least over the span of my lifetime i'll probably get 10 or 15 percent of it that was real dumb um or, or not good i mean we all have moments and times where we do not the right thing. I mean, I, when I was a kid, I stole a candy bar from a from a gro- from a grocery store. My mom made me take it back and apologize. I stole
1: one of those. Do you remember? Uh, I think they were called Pogs. Those round uh, collectors things that were hot there for a minute. Uh, I'd, Is that like a? Um, it, Did you get that on like statist.com or something? Yeah, I went to Ah, statism.com. They sent statism.org. They they send them (laughs) over to you. Uh, I think that's what they were called, those little round collectible things. When I was younger, I stole one of them. My mom found it when I got home, and uh, she made made me take it back and give it to the manager of the store, and I was all crying and everything because I was in big trouble and all that. I don't remember how old I was, and Uh, she was like, he also votes left, you know, (laughs) and that's what he was most upset about, but anyway, if you guys remember what those are, let me know if there was something, I think it was called Pogs, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Well, no one else in the live group is a status, so. Yeah, they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. Yeah.
0: (laughs) They wouldn't know. All right, on to the Supreme Court. So, this coming from NBC News, the Supreme Court may consider making it easier to sue police for misconduct. As calls grow nationwide for reforms in law enforcement following the death of George Floyd, the Supreme Court will soon announce if it will jump into the debate by considering whether it should be easier to sue police for serious misconduct. Law enforcement officers who behave badly are rarely prosecuted, so lawsuits brought by victims of misconduct are often the only way to hold them accountable. And there's no other way for victims to get compensation for a violation of their rights but a string of decisions by the Supreme court has made it very difficult for victims to win in court. One of the cases the court is considering comes from Idaho where Shanice West gave police the keys to her house when they were looking for her ex-boyfriend who was a fugitive. But instead of going in they bombarded the house for hours with tear gas destroying everything inside. It turned out he wasn't there, but when she sued, she lost Lower courts sided with the police saying no court had ever explicitly ruled that giving police authority to enter your home did not constitute permission to bomb it with tear gas. Of course not. (laughs) That's how the Supreme Court's 1982 rule works. Known as qualified immunity, it says police cannot be held legally responsible for violating someone's civil civil rights unless courts have clearly established that the conduct is illegal. It was intended to protect police from frivolous lawsuits and prevent judges from second-guessing every split-second decision law enforcement officers must make. Applying that rule, a federal appeals court ruled against a Georgia mother whose 10-year-old son was wounded in the knee by a deputy sheriff. He was looking for a suspect who had wandered into her yard. After ordering her and her children to lie on the ground, and while the unarmed suspect was arrested, the deputy fired at the non-threatening family dog. He missed, but the round struck the child. Quote, Qualified immunity means that government officials can get away with violating mm-hmm. rights as long as they violated them in a way nobody thought as before. So here's a question I have. How in the world the, the, can qualified immunity, it says police cannot be held legally responsible for violating someone's civil rights unless courts have clearly established that the conduct is illegal.
1: Yeah. Isn't violating someone's Everyone's, rights illegal? Every All of those things starts off as illegal. It, and, and and what qualify because anytime you violate someone's civil rights, it would be illegal, or someone's rights as a human being, it would all it would automatically be illegal. Isn't that illegal? What, That's already illegal. What qualified immunities uh, unfortunately does is it stacks precedent upon precedent over and over again. So once something has been found to be okay, it's now okay and then something else is okay, and so it's okay. And so the power only goes up. The immunity only goes up as time goes on. They keep stacking and stacking things that they can do because they have legal precedent that it's okay for it to be done. And that, that's that been the problem, is that the power only goes up. So this has been one of the things I've been in support of Justin Amash on uh, because he you know, put out the bill to end qualified immunity. So I, I think that would definitely be a good idea. qualified immunity
0: means that government officials can get away with violating your rights. As long as they violated them in a way, nobody thought of before said Anya Bidwell, a lawyer for the Institute of justice, which is urging the Supreme court to take up the issue. That means that the most egregious abuses are frequently the ones for which no one can be held to account. Clark Neely of the libertarian Cato Institute Set of family members of George Floyd decided to sue Minnesota police officer Derek Chauvin, they will need to find an existing court ruling that said a police officer may not kneel on an unresisting suspect's neck, ignoring his pleas for help until he passes out. If no such case happens to be on the books, their case will be uh, tossed out of court. Such is the perversity of the Supreme Court's qualified immunity doctrine, which is just absolutely disgusting.
1: Yeah. It is it's so. Just, hopefully, the hopefully the court might end up reversing some of their past decisions on this, which would which would uh, help out for sure. Uh, now we that that causes issues with the Supreme Court because we talk about all the time that all they do is offer up opinions, not really. They don't make laws or anything like that. But if their opinions are used as legal precedent in future court cases, then it is a, important if they reverse an opinion on something. So, so that is important.
0: It seems easier to like throw military members in prison. What's up? It seems easier to throw military members in in prison for breaking rules of engagement. Yeah. than it is for police officers to be held accountable for the gross violations of people's rights.
1: One of the major things, the qualified immunity is going to have to change. Police unions are going to have to change. Unions are, I mean, listen, no offense to anyone that's a member of a union, but a, 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 in my mind, a union exists to protect someone who would not otherwise be able to keep that job on their own accord. That is how I think of a union. It, it protects people who would not otherwise be able to keep that job. And it doesn't really do much for the people who would be able to, to keep the job. And what they do is they make it nearly impossible for people to be fired if you're a member of a union. This includes police officers. Mm-hmm. It includes a lot of teachers around the country. It includes all kinds of people who are members of unions. You end up not really being able to fire them because the union's gonna come back on you on that. So that's another thing that's gonna have to be talked about here quite a bit, is whether or not the, these police unions are aiding this problem that we're having. And I think that that's a clear answer is yes, in my opinion. I was gonna play this video that we had real quick. I don't know if you guys have seen it. This is an example. It's important because we've talked so much about how the rioting and looting is terrible and I wanna call everything fairly. So we're trying to play as much as we can find on both sides. This is a terrible act by police. And I'm sure you've seen the 75-year-old men getting pushed to the ground by one of these police officers. If you haven't, I will show it to you. There is immediately a pool of blood underneath the guy's head. And the disgusting part is that the people just walk by. The The cops just walk by because they're trying to enforce this line that they're holding while they're going through there. Someone tries to stop and help him. And another cop pulls him off of helping the guy and tells him to stay on the line and keep pushing other people back. And it's 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 disgusting and this is the kind of thing that needs to be stopped because there's no reason to push a this i mean this guy you can tell by looking at him he's old and frail also happens to be white by the way so i don't know that there's a lot of racism going on right here but this is just use of force that doesn't have to happen especially when you're dealing with an obvious senior citizen right here there's no there's no reason for this to happen let me play it real quick Okay. So that's enough of that. This is the kind of thing that people have to stop. I mean, this is a clear, just a clear and obvious example of the fact that, you know, I don't know how to say it other than police officers, they have the ability to use force on other people. And I think they're walking around, especially now, so much more pent up with anger and aggression against people that they'll even use that against a frail old man and these people have already been they haven't been fired they've been put on leave uh, unpaid leave now that's that's what the city of buffalo has done with these that's officers disgusting. so far and it's just pretty gross because they just kind of walk by him he the guy immediately starts bleeding out of out of his ears when his head hits the pavement i mean it's 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 gross and it's and it's sad he is okay from what i heard today he's still you know he's in the hospital has a concussion Um, but, but is okay. But this is a problem. And the thing that I wanted to say about this was, this guy's white and so was the cop that was white. And this is an instance of potential police brutality that occurred simply because the police tend to take out some anger and aggression on people that push back against them. This didn't happen because the guy was black or anything like that. It happened because he wasn't listening to them. And, and that's what really happened. And they like to exert that control over people. And they want to show, like, I have control over you. They need they need to show that. Now, this guy looks like they push him. It wasn't a, a, a massive push. He goes backwards. He's, I mean, he's really old, okay? He goes backwards, he trips over himself, and he falls down on the pavement. I can't imagine feeling like it was okay to just go up and push an old man. Like, I would get nervous around, you know, my grandparents as they were walking up and down the steps or down down the sidewalk or through the house. Like, it just looks like you're about to fall over all the time. You know what I mean? So, like, I can't imagine how you would feel like it was okay to give a real solid push to this old 75-year-old man. And what was his crime? Standing on the sidewalk. That's yeah. They were trying the whole line and push people back and they had decided that human beings could not stand in that certain part of that sidewalk right there and that they were going to, they were going to walk through there and And they, and they
0: pushed them down. And -hmm. what legality do they have to tell citizens they can't stand on that part of the sidewalk? Yeah. That's the, that's the thing that makes me so like furious about this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, at what point, at what point does the war break out? Yeah where you're like that guy deserves to be defended and it's like at what point will they stop i don't know at at all
1: it's i I don't know what the clear answer is going to be to this it's so difficult on all sides they've got it i mean right now in these riots and protests and the looting and everything it's going to be difficult to get all of the the hatred and anger down and stop this from happening. I'm sure the the instances of police brutality have probably doubled over the last week, more more than likely tripled, quadrupled, more than likely over the last over the last week or so. Um when we get back to a normal day and age, it's got to be all about decreasing all the laws that are on the books. It's got to be the qualified immunity. It's got to be the laws on the books, it's got to be the police unions, um all all these things are going to have to come together to to get to Provide the proper incentive for human beings to behave uh, effectively and honorably when they have power of force over other people. There's going to have to be incentives put in place for this, regardless of whether or not it's privatized, public. Obviously, privatized is going to have its own block of incentives. Um, someone made a really good point uh, yesterday. I think I retweeted or saw somewhere, like, can you imagine if George Floyd had used a twenty dollars a fake twenty dollars bill while he was at Disneyland? Like how the Disneyland security guards would have treated him when they were taking him out? like it it would have been it would have gone very, very differently at that point. and and the the point is that when you have that incentive structure, the people who are acting within that incentive structure behave differently. So there's got to be something done to change the incentive structure for the police. Um, I don't have the, just a clear the clear and easy answer, but qualified immunity is a good step. Drug war is a good step. Uh, all, you know, a lot of these things, the, the police unions, a, a lot of this stuff is, are, are really good steps. So I agree. Anyway. Okay. I want to get into an article before we get to the rest of the dumb bleep of the week real quick. Um, Really good article from fee.org. And it'll be a little bit lengthy, but we'll, we have a lot to talk about in here. This is very important. It this is this is truly the basis of everything that we talk about on this podcast every, every single day. And it's the basis of our principles. It's the ideas that we talk about that you have to have an underlying principle to conduct yourself in the world or everything's just gonna fall apart. And that fee did a really good article. Um, one one of my favorites that i've seen from them It's, it's called when things fall apart to mend our social fabric these are the principles that must guide us so we'll go ahead and get going from lockdowns to police brutality the riots only a principled approach can make things better worries race through one's mind how could things have gone so out of control so quickly Young people just starting out in life wonder how they will get by. Parents wonder what kinds of lives their children will have in such a world. Will they be able to prosper? Will they even be safe from violence? Thoughts like this can send us reeling. But if we squarely face those fears and unflinchingly assess the situation, generalized worries give way to concrete plans. That is how despair can yield to hope, resolve, and action. But for our assessments to be clear and our actions to be successful, They must be guided by sound principles. That is why, no matter what, the Foundation for Economic Education is committed to championing the timeless truths of economics and social philosophy and the internal values upon which human flourishing depends. So that's the intro for the article. It's I, I love it. It's my favorite one from them. So uh,
0: I I guarantee you there's going to be an anti-lynching bill in here.
1: Yeah, that's how you fix it. Yeah, it's an the anti-lynching a, that's bill. That's the principled stance. Yeah. By the way, uh <laughs> Rand Paul spoke for about 5-6 minutes yesterday on the Senate floor about the anti-lynching bill, clarified everything that was going on. The whole anti-lynching bill, by the way, which was tabled months ago, everyone just acted like it just happened right now, and he was trying to block it. He was calling for uh, an expedited passage of the bill with the amendments that were in it. And what he said was that lynching was a heinous crime. He went through some examples of lynching throughout our country's history, and he said that this bill would conflate minor violence, like bruising someone... Uh, doing something that wasn't violent or didn't lead to their death with lynching. And he said that that was a disservice to the people who have been lynched. And it it took away what it meant, what lynching meant, and just made it like it was a normal assault, basically. And so, of course, Rand Paul had some pretty good logic and principles on why he was trying to block that bill. Uh, But that's that's not the point. It's got to be used for political gain. So, they go through these principles that we have to talk about. Guess what number one is? Life. Hmm. Hey. Must, there, be you see how good,
0: the, must be listening to the Good Morning yeah, Liberty see podcast. See how this is going to
1: correspond to what we talk about on the podcast? This was awesome. Every individual has the right to not be murdered, whether by a private individual or by an agent of the government. Other factors have fanned the flames since, but the spark that ignited the current mail was that maelstrom maelstrom. Mael, Mael, maelstrom maelstrom was the death of george floyd who quite clearly was unjustly killed by minneapolis police officer derek chauvin such police killings have been a systemic problem in large part because police officers have not been held accountable for them due to such policies as qualified immunity rights can only be upheld when they are enforced so impunity is inimical inimical <laughs> inimical to justice and license is antithetical to liberty When officers of the law are above the law and essentially bestowed a license to kill, rights get trampled. Such unaccountable power also tends to weaponize prejudice, including racism. But rioters also should not be above the law or given a license to kill. At least 12 people are now dead from the riots, according to this collection of news stories. Among them is David Dorn, a retired St. Louis police captain who was gunned down when he responded to a pawn shop's burglar alarm. As parents have long told children, two wrongs don't make a right. So these murders are no less heinous than and are in no way justified by the killing of George Floyd. True justice is individual, not collective. When a right is violated, only the specific violators are to be held accountable. Wreaking vengeance on innocent third parties, regardless of their class or identity politics status is itself a violation of rights. So that's, That's exactly where we've came down on this so far. The killing of George Floyd was heinous. But it's... One thing that has driven me insane about the Libertarian Party so far this week is that we act like it's heinous because it was done by the police, because it was done by the government. Folks, I don't know if you'll agree with me or not, but I don't dislike the government simply because they are the government. I dislike the government because of what the government does which is remove rights from people, Mm -hmm. which is act out aggression on peaceful people. That is why I dislike the government so much. And since that is my underlying principle, it's not I hate governments. It's I hate aggression on peaceful people in any kind of way. I hate people's rights being taken away from them by force. That is why I don't like the government. That is the same reason that you should be able to condemn the writing and eluding and not make an excuse for it when you see it because it was done out of hatred for the government. That doesn't make it right because we all have individual rights. All of us do. It's based upon principles. It's based upon principles, not just a blind hatred for government or whatever you're feeling in the moment. All right. So the number two is Liberty. Oh, wow. How about that, Life and liberty. We got two out of two right now.
0: Huh. Every individual has the right. I to, think uh, it wasn't in the article, but I'm pretty sure they're against death. Yeah. Reading, I think reading all this, they're against
1: death. I think fee is against death. Pretty yeah. sure. So yeah. I every, don't want to put words in their mouth. But, well, I mean, we don't know that for sure. Yeah. Every individual has the right to not be enslaved, wrongly incarcerated, kidnapped, or otherwise restricted in their actions. So long as those actions do not violate the equal rights of others. Truly peaceful protesters have a right not to be hauled off to jail merely for protesting. All peaceful people have a right not to be placed under house arrest or martial law. The non-peaceful actions of others do not negate that right. The existence of a virus does not negate that right. Both private citizens and government agents have a moral obligation not to deprive any person of rightful liberty. As our founder, Leonard Reed wrote, I didn't know that Leonard Reed founded Fee, uh, as Leonard Reed wrote, my thesis in simplest terms is, let anyone do anything he pleases so long as it is peaceful. The role of government then is to keep the peace. Keeping the peace means no more than prohibiting persons from unpeaceful actions. When government goes beyond this, that is when government prohibits peaceful actions, such, pro- such prohibitions themselves are unpeaceful.
0: Prima facie.
1: Yeah. Well, have fun with that. Slatin. Number three property i didn't say the pursuit of meaning they said property Hmm. so almost got their life liberty and property how about that so i love how they're explaining each one of these things and why they have to be the foundation principle for our society if we're going to fix this this is why this is one of my favorite articles from them I've, i've ever read every individual has the right not to be looted whether by private individuals or by the government Social media now abounds with videos of rioters pillaging and vandalizing private property, especially places of business, as well as horrifying footage of assaults on individuals trying to defend their means of livelihood. As mentioned above, at least one of these assaults was lethal. The looting will prove devastating, not only to the business owners, but the communities they serve. Moreover, governments have deprived many individuals of their right to own effective property protecting property, that is, a gun. This has left many at the mercy of the mob especially business owners for many business owners this wave of looting has been akin to being kicked while they were down as businesses have already been decimated by the mass lockdowns imposed by the governments in the name of the coronavirus outbreak these forced closures represent perhaps the largest scale violation of the right to property in american history as a result according to newsweek a recent survey of small businesses found Uh, ...found close to half of owners believe they will eventually be forced to close their establishments for good. Nearly 43 million Americans have filed for unemployment during this crisis. The lockdowns have been even more devastating than poor countries. And for what? As the columnist recently put it, there is still not a shred of real proof that the planet's reckless stay-at-home experiment made any difference. Drunk on the intellectual arrogance of the central planner, government officials have run riot over the property rights of hundreds of millions, thereby looting the livelihoods of billions. Mm, That's good. It's good. It's good. Uh, Last section, economics and human nature. Human beings unavoidably live under conditions of scarcity. There are never enough resources to go around to satisfy everyone's need, everyone's every need. That means resources, human effort and material goods, must be allocated in some way. And as economics teaches us, the optimal way of doing so is ownership, namely self-ownership. In other words, the right to life and liberty. And the ownership of external goods, the right to property. All other ways involve perverse incentives, systematic waste, and endemic conflict. To the extent these rights are honored, individuals have every incentive to cooperate freely and harmoniously. And out of that cooperation, arise amazing phenomena of spontaneous order, including market economies, flourishing cultures, dazzling technologies, and prodigious increases in living standards. These are the principles that keep peace in the streets and put food on the table. These are the principles that secure human dignity and advance human welfare. These are the principles we have, we have too often forgotten and must now remember. That's good. That's, that's a good article. So I'm going to uh, put a link to that in the show notes today. It'll be in there. It'll be on the YouTubes, all that kind of stuff. So it'll be a link to that article. Uh, it's just a really good way of explaining what our principles are. That's why I, why I agree with it so much. It's the unifying principles that we talk about all the time. It's how we're, it's how we're able to dissect each situation on an individual basis simply using what our principles are. And that's why we're able to have the responses that we do have to everything. So it's, it's important to keep these principles. We've seen a complete lack of principles over the last, well, a long time. Our whole lives. We've seen a complete lack of principles. That's how you get people who are on the left who two weeks ago were calling the protesters of the lockdowns murderers and are now cheering for people who are protesting the police in much larger numbers, by the way, a complete lack of principles as this goes on. So it it's just it's important to have a baseline understanding of what you believe and not just be dictated by emotions on a certain subject all the time. So anyway, that's all I got.
0: That's that's a fantastic article, and uh, I apologize because at the end there I had to respond to a client, but but uh, this whole thing sums up as you were saying the very basis and foundation, the fundamental level of how human beings should interact with each other, whether it be their agents of the government or, or private citizens. And that goes for everyone because you have to remember people in government are people. That's all they are. They're just people. And it doesn't matter if they've given, if they have assumed the right of, force and other things that we, that we supposedly willingly gave them. Right. Yeah. The governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. And as the founder put it, although I don't like, you know, keeping the peace cause I feel like that's too vague almost, mm-hmm. but the government's only real job to me is not just keeping peace, but protecting rights. And by protecting rights, you keep peace Yeah. and it goes on both sides. And this whole, this whole entire article is a just a great explanation of the foundation of human and societal interaction and the way it should be worldwide and everything we, we truly believe in.
1: And that's one of the biggest problems with the police is that instead of being a force that just protects those rights for people, they become a force that goes out trying to Remove certain rights from people and trying to punish people that did not ever take rights away from other people in some kind of way. And I think that's why we've seen this gone downhill, go downhill so fast. Now, George Floyd was committing a crime. Um, That's that's no excuse for him getting killed. So I'm not saying the police shouldn't have had any interaction with him that day, you know, what he was doing was illegal using a counterfeit $20 bill, whatever. The punishment is not death for that. That, that. That part does not matter. But when you talk about the drug laws, you talk about certain, you know, Charlie was talking about getting stopped for a certain traffic violation. In the middle of the night at a, you know, at a flashing red light where there were clearly, there was clearly no one else in the area. He decided to take a rolling stop through there instead of actually coming to a complete stop, which the cop did not care about whatsoever because Charlie put no one in danger whenever he did that. No. It was an excuse to pull him over to try and find something else. And that's exactly what you saw. And I feel like police officers have become hunters of the people to try and find reasons to find them or put them in jail for things that should not be illegal, for things that are not removing rights from other people, and we have to stop that. They have to become people who are only there to and defend your individual rights as a human being. And that's why they have to be there.
0: And why do they do that? It's a sales incentive. They have to meet quotas.
1: <laughs> they got to the, hit their quotas. They got to hit their targets
0: so that they can uh, they can bring in money and revenue yeah. and bonuses and all those things. It's all. It's, it all goes back to the incentives. And he, and he said, you know, to the extent these rights are honored – individuals have every incentive to cooperate freely and harmoniously there um, I remember Jordan Peterson in one of his lectures bringing up eBay and he brought it up eBay several times and I didn't know this I had to go look it up and verify and it is true when eBay first started they everybody thought like there's no way this is gonna work you know like you're gonna send me a check that's gonna bounce and I'm gonna send you a terrible product that's gonna fall apart and you're not gonna get anything like what the pictures whatever. So they had these um, they had this third party that would verify things that that was very expensive. It was like a 30% fee or something like that. And it turns out they didn't need them. Like there are, yes, there are a few instances in which people send terrible products and people don't pay. Um, and now it's, it's online. It's well, the payments and stuff are online and PayPal and those different credit cards and stuff like that. So it's not like you're not going to get your money.
1: I lost some money paying by money order a few times on the eBay. Yeah. So, so that, that sucked. That does happen, but by and large, but look what
0: happened for the most PayPal part popped up. Yeah. PayPal popped up. All these other things popped up by and large. Individuals have every incentive to cooperate freely and harmoniously. And so eBay is a perfect example of a giant marketplace where it is the, the, it is set up in a way where people could be screwing each other over left and right. And in large part, they don't. You just Why bad is, feedback his ass. Right. Why is that? It's because f- people acting freely, for the most part, we all want the same thing. You know, we want to be treated with respect. We want to be uh, we want to be safe. You know, we want our family to thrive. We all want the same things.
1: We want to have and life, liberty, and property exactly, for
0: everyone. That's it. That's all we want. And so uh, the, uh, the question is, how do you get there? How do we get to that place that everyone actually wants? Now, first of all, we need to go ahead and take like take it off the whiteboard that the perfect world doesn't exist. There's never, like, this isn't heaven. Whatever you believe heaven to be, like the world is full of all kinds of unfair things, and so it's never going to be perfect. But how do we get to a place where mo- the most amount of people can be the most successful possible in whatever regards they want to be? Well, not only can that can only come from a free so- for f- a free society where people are allowed to cooperate freely and harmoniously without un- with- without undue grievances from a tyrannical state yeah and that, that's i don't see how it can be any clearer than that
1: I, I it sounds clear to me but the problem is people aren't dictated by principles they're they're dictated by the emotions and most of the time it's the need for security and they'll put everything else for above uh they'll put everything else by the wayside so they can have their own security in some kind of a way other people's rights be damned at that time as long as I can have my own security and that's not right that's removing rights from other people yeah it's 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 all the things that we talk about all the time the taxation everything that the government does is in some kind of way removing rights from other people when it's not done voluntarily it, it has to be if it's not done voluntarily so yeah the,
0: uh, the live group is hounding us not hounding we've only we've only got one <laughs> but they do want us to go to the dumb bleep, which we do because Nate's got to get out of here. So on to the dumb bleep, but before we get to dumb bleep, I want to get to a guy who has a lot of dumb bleeps. Uh, but today, uh, I believe this was yesterday. I know it was earlier today at 1022 this morning, Sean King. Um, it's not all of this stuff is dumb, but he's, he's pretty left, very, very, uh, very, very left and thinks that we should have more laws and universal healthcare and all this stuff and uh everything is racism i think everything's racist and i think he had an epiphany today he tweeted out today and said in all capitals which means he's yelling stop and then he goes back to regular uh generically telling us to vote in response to all of the police brutality we have right now yes we should vote but we have to be very specific democrats from top to bottom are running the cities with the worst police brutality in America right now. We voted for them. Now, what does this tell you? Of course, a lot of people on the right are gonna take this and run with it and be like, see, just vote red, red wave, uh, oh, Democrats are stupid. That's not what the, that's not why I bring this up. Why I bring this up is because most Democrats, most people on the left, they their ideology is the the way to fix the problems that we have is more government. And I, what I think Sean is starting to realize like, Hey, maybe the answer isn't more government. Yeah. Maybe it isn't the democratic platform that says the problem, the, the solutions to your problems is more government, more laws, more control, more, all of that, because the more that you give it to them, the more that they can take your rights away. So
1: it's crazy. To me I think that the that's answer an interesting for- the answer for a lot of people is getting Joe Biden in there. Like Joe Biden's been in the Senate for 36 years. Okay. And he was vice president. He, he was vice president for eight years. So he didn't fix anything then. He contributed
0: he, to the militarization of the police. He
1: contributed with the crime bill. Like he's 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 been part of the problem for his entire career. But all of a sudden, if we get Joe Biden in there, everything's going to be fine. Just like these Democrat cities, the Republicans are the problem. Like what the hell are you talking about? Your entire city is ran by Democrats. It's not Republican or Democrat that's the problem. It's the government. Whichever way it is, yeah. it's the government. You've, you've already got a massive Democratic government that can do whatever they want on their Democratic platform. Like there, There's no Republicans holding back what's going on in Minnesota. There's no Republicans holding back what's going on in California or anything like that. that this is not just simply a left and right issue. It's a government issue. Right. That's what it is.
0: And I hopefully, you know, if there's a silver lining throughout all of this, perhaps it does awaken some people to the idea that it isn't about identity politics. This isn't about left versus right. This ultimately isn't about black versus white or white versus black or anything like that. Although there is some of that. Yes, it ultimately is at the very foundational level, government overreach. Versus people's natural
1: rights. Uh, did you see Ice T's tweet that he tweeted? You uh-uh. know, obviously he's been in support of the protests and everything. Was he asking Conan for another photo? But, but he said, um, "He, I hey, go, Conan, give me a photo." He said, uh, "You guys, you know, lose me. I'll, I'll paraphrase. You lose me with the uh, left and right." He said, "I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. They're both wings on the same bird." So that's. That's right. That's exactly correct. Yes. Like it's not Democrat or Republican. That's the answer here. All right. They're both wings on the same bird. You couldn't have said it any better than that.
0: And at the national level, their big idea is to come up with an anti-lynching bill.
1: Yeah. Oh, like, oh. good. that would have saved George Floyd's life. Well, think about the people right that have
0: been in like Nancy Pelosi has been in there 30 years, Chuck Schumer, 30 years, Mitch McConnell, 30 years. They're all the same people. This is the, what if whatever you want to call the deep, state or whatever it's the same people that have been in government and now all these problems exist and they you have to keep voting for them so they can fix them like what the i almost said the f word what the hell have you been doing (laughs) what the bleep for the last 30 years jesus christ how much more
1: they're always here to save you man they're just going to swoop in and save you on their giant government bird so oh so how the Cookie crumbles. <laughs> so the the uh the dumb bleep, starting off, dumb bleep, man. which we already had a dumb bleep from Bernie Sanders. We can't forget about his response to the unemployment rate going down. But we have do you want me to read this or do you want to? I'll get to this one. All right. Elon Musk is, making it in for the first time. I know.
0: I feel like this is a strategic move by him, though. <laughs> like, okay. It is. This coming from Bloomberg. Musk says, quote, time to break up Amazon, end quote. Fueling feud with Bezos. Tesla chief executive o- officer Elon Musk said it's time to break up Amazon in a tweet Thursday, escalating a, ro- a rivalry with Amazon.com's CEO Jeff Bezos, another billionaire investing in space exploration. Quote, Monopolies are wrong, Musk tweeted while tagging Bezos, the world's wealthiest man. The online retailer is among tech companies being scrutinized by federal regulators and lawmakers for the increasing size and the scope of, of its business.
1: God. Uh, keep, so in case keep, you wanted to wonder, because we talked about how Elon Musk might be a libertarian. Um, sadly, he's not. But I mean, leave it to a couple libertarians to say that someone's not a real libertarian. But yeah. I mean, the, a lot of libertarians might be on the train of breaking up Amazon because they hate corporations. But he, that is driven by emotions that's not driven by principles there's no data to suggest that amazon is a monopoly whatsoever there's emotional data and there's empirical data to suggest it because everyone talks about you see something in a store and you're like oh i bet that'd be cheaper on amazon so like everyone has this idea in their head that amazon is a monopoly but they're not. They're not stopping other people from entering their market. They have like 35% of they, online retail. They have their market. That's what they right. have. They're not preventing another market in from fact, coming In fact, there's
0: up. a lot of businesses that
1: sell on Amazon. Yeah. There's <laughs> hundreds of thousands of businesses that have benefited from the fact that Amazon exists. Right. I, I mean, it's it's clear evidence in the opposite direction.
0: Musk's post comes came in response to a tweet from a writer who said his book titled... Unreported truths about COVID-19 and the lockdown was being removed from Amazon's Kindle publishing division for violating unspecified guidelines. And an Amazon spokeswoman said the book was removed in error and is being reinstated. We have notified the author, she said in an email. Last year, a Space Exploration Technologies Corporation executive said Amazon's effort to build a constellation of broadband internet satellites was years behind the closely held company. Musk founded... SpaceX, eight years before Bezos started rival manufacturer Blue Origin. So this is why, I mean, this is exactly why uh, they want it broken up. With more than 35 million followers, Musk is a prolific tweeter. He has been criticized in the past for his posts on various subjects, ranging from the coronavirus outbreak to Tesla's stock price. I'll
1: I'll never forget the day Elon Musk tweeted that Tesla's stock price was overvalued, in his opinion. One of the most baller moves I've ever seen made. This
0: is <laughs> but this is a terrible tweet and yeah sure monopoly well i'm not even gonna say monopolies are wrong because how long do you, like true monopolies actually last
1: yeah, i'd be i'd have to struggle to find a monopoly that doesn't exist because of government regulation right if there is one i i can't if someone could tell me what the monopoly is seriously a monopoly that was not protected by government regulation in their industry someone how much tell me of what the, it
0: was how much of the uh, of the private space market does SpaceX own?
1: Yeah. got to be a, like a mass majority of yeah. it. Yeah. Does SpaceX not have a monopoly on space exploration right now? And commercial air travel yeah, and commerc- commercial space travel? Yeah. They've got to. They're, they're, I, he owns a larger portion of that than Amazon owns of retail sales. Yeah. So it's, I know you guys think that that might be ridiculous, but Amazon as a retail sailor, including all retail sales Before the lockdown, it was like 5% 5 of the retail market. Right. Because I don't know if you guys noticed, but there's a lot of stores out there where you can buy things retail. The fact that Amazon has them cheaper does not make them a monopoly. No one is forcing you to go there. There are plenty of other options. Now, you could take a snapshot of last month and say Amazon probably had a lot larger portion since all the other stores were closed, more than likely. But that's not Amazon's fault. That's the government's fault. Right. Or that's those companies' faults for shutting down willingly if they did. All right. On to the the last one. You want to read this one? Oh, yeah. So got a couple more here. So that's Elon Musk. We have Bernie Sanders, number one, Elon Musk, number two. My other one has to go to the Libertarian Party right now. Oh, yeah. I've been very disappointed. Well, I can't say disappointed. I don't really know how someone can really be disappointing be like saying you're disappointed in bernie sanders having a stupid position Wait, on before something. you do that
0: though Austin so, had a good thing in the live group he said okay here's the plan bezos versus musk in a cage match winner takes all <laughs> all proceeds from the pay-per-view goes to the victims of police brutality now that's an idea yeah. if i've ever heard one. marie
1: said he has money on musk <laughs> i would uh yeah i could take that i mean that would be a hilarious cage match to watch really but um, anyway, that that is a good one. The number three is the Libertarian Party. Because I went through their Twitter earlier, and as I suspected, out of all of their tweets since this whole thing went down, the whole George Floyd went down, they tweeted two times something negative about looting and rioting people's places. All of the other ones were all about police brutality and everything else, which is fine. I agree with all that stuff. But what I've seen them do is excuse the looting and the rioting, which, as the Libertarian Party who cares about the liberty of each individual person, you have got to care about the liberty of each individual person. And if people's rights are being removed from looters and vandals in the streets, you have to care about that in the same way you do about police brutality because that is also someone's rights being taken away. What they've shown me this week is that they care more about their hatred for the government than they do about the individual liberty of each person. That is what the Libertarian Party has shown me over the last week. That their hatred for the government is not because of their love of individual liberty. It is out of hatred for the government. Because if their love was out of people's individual liberty, then they would have the same negative emotions about people's places being burned down and looted and people being murdered in the streets and drug out of their cars and being attacked as they would for police brutality. So anyway, number three goes to the Libertarian Party for doing what the Libertarian Party do, which is shoot themselves in the foot all the time. All the time. Their idea here is that they're going to be courting all of the minority voters. Like that's what they're going to do. Oh, look, we're going to come out like this and we're going to get so many people to sign up. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I would love to see the numbers on it. I could imagine their membership going down after this whole thing, actually, because I've seen most of the big people inside of the party, uh, people like Tom Woods, uh, you get people like Dave Smith and Rubin and all these people uh, that have been very critical of what the Libertarian Party has been doing, which is ignoring the rights of the people who are being uh, assaulted by the rioters and looters in lieu of only talking about the bad things that the government does. So anyway, that has been very frustrating to me over the the last week. So, So the entire Libertarian Party Twitter thread? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The entire Libertarian Party Twitter thread is what I would say. If you got like 100 tweets on there, I counted through today. Two of them were negative about the looting and it was all like, looting is bad but what the government does is worse and like that's their version of a tweet that's talking negatively about burning people's businesses down is this is bad but it's time for people to speak up like this is not speaking up this is you do not get to take out your vengeance on innocent third parties just like that article from fee said that is not the that is not the way that is not the libertarian way that if you're mad at the government, you get to kill your neighbor. That is not a solution to the problem at all. And it's done nothing but show the completely unprincipled nature of the people who run the party. So there that's that right there. Number three. Libertarian Party. We did, is this the last one? Last one Kamala this was Harris. Just stupid. This is this is hilarious, by the way. Because <laughs> I'm not even sure
0: what this means. Me either. But this coming from Kamala Harris. She tweets <laughs> All black lives matter. That includes black trans women. (laughs) So. I'm not sure what that means. Is it a man that transitioned to a
1: woman? Just who cares what it means? Like, does that have to be said? That's in what world does that have to be said? So Um, I, so I responded with what about black trans women who are disabled (laughs) Do Do their lives matter? Yeah. You didn't name them out so I'm right. assuming that this doesn't mean that their lives matter. Like I, this is ridiculous. This is how unprincipled this approach you is. Just gotta like, you just That's got to one up everybody. That's what it is. Like, okay, black trans women, their lives matter. But how many groups do you have to fractionate everyone down yeah, into? Who are single moms? Like yeah, who are single moms? Who's <laughs> Dads died at this point. Well, these people with their dads are still alive. Well, well, this one is disabled that's, and that's, all black well, lives
0: matter. That yes. includes black trans women with cancer.
1: Yes. What about <laughs> black trans women with cancer? <laughs> yes. Come on. What? <laughs> this is what? like, obviously, obviously we should quote that. Tweet does this have
0: to be said? This, come up with the most <laughs> oppressed person you can think of.
1: Like look, we've got to name the most oppressed person in the world and make sure that they matter and, more than anyone else like it's a this is the problem with the tribalism and the groups and all of this like do we need a black trans women lives matter movement specifically or is that not covered in black lives matter are they not black (laughs) like what what's going on what if you're white and you identify as black yeah does that mean that you're covered under the black lives matter movement like what what is this? Are uh, we going to have to have a Twitter a hashtag for each individual group possible of people? Well, and how far down can you fractionate that?
0: Look, I just want to thank Karen Harris for her insight. Karen Harris. <laughs> I want to thank her for her for her insight, her fortitude, her fight for justice <laughs> for for Black trans women.
1: All right, so there's the vote right is there, she guys.
0: Saying that she's a Black trans woman. Is that- <laughs> Is that
1: what I she's don't know.
0: Saying? She like everyone I, is voting Kamala. So, okay, or so I, I like how Maurice put it Cam, <laughs> with no Cam, arms, Kampala.
1: no black trans women with no arms, no legs, and needs a heart. <laughs> what if they need a heart and they have a brain tumor, though? Like, th- do their lives matter with like, with <laughs> with kidney disease? What about just your run of the mill gay black woman? You know, just right. a, their lives don't matter. Come on. Gay black lives matter too. <laughs> Come on. LGBTQ BLM. Yeah. All right. That's That's gotta be the hashtag. Actually, let's hit every single key on the keyboard until everyone is covered. Ugh. Okay. It looks like, it looks like Kamala. Oh, she ran in. away. looks like she just ran away with it right there at the end. So out of, out of Bernie, Elon Musk, the libertarian party and Kamala Harris, kamala harris has swooped in marie says also blind and deaf <laughs> yeah also blind and deaf come on yeah. what about mute and what if her name is actually karen <laughs> that is the most oppressed person in the world right yes. now actually a if black
0: trans woman with no arms no legs blind deaf, and her name is karen
1: that you can't get more oppressed than that. that is
0: the that life matters.
1: I task you with finding a more oppressed person than <laughs> black, trans, armless, legless, uh, blind, deaf, needs a heart, cancer, blind, deaf, single mute, mom, has cancer, is a single mom, and her name is Karen. Find me a works more in oppressed. Works at an
0: Amazon warehouse.
1: And works in an Amazon <laughs> warehouse. That person's life matters too. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, we gotta end this because I got to go. We gotta go. I gotta go, guys. So anyway, if you enjoyed the show, subscribe to the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. We put put out a new episode every single day of the week when we want to. Guys, there's a reason Friday is my last, my least favorite day of the week. That's because I freaking love trading so much. It's so fun. There's a reason Monday is my favorite day of the week when the markets open. It's just so beautiful. You have a whole week to look forward to. If you don't have that at your job. I recommend you find a job that is like that. Do something that you care about like that. It doesn't have to be trading. It doesn't have to be podcasting. Find something that you care about that can give you meaning, like taking money from other people who made bad trades does. Okay? (laughs) Something that can give you meaning in the world. All right, so if you are interested in learning how to trade, you can go to MasterMyTrades.com. Learn all about support and resistance, how to read charts, take trades, learn about the strategies that we have, all the psychology that goes behind it. There are well over 100 videos on that website, and new ones released every single day. So if you guys are interested, you get a seven-day free trial. If you go sign up today... We just had a few people sign up this week. We got new signups this week. People are listening. People are trying to take control of their own income it's not going to happen overnight if you're looking for something overnight you could get lucky like charlie does all the time but (laughs) listen you got to have patience and discipline and that's that's what you got to do so Uh, (laughs) marie says who's the manager of police brutality (laughs) can i speak to the manager of rioting please
0: Man, we All don't right. handle that. I saw this video of uh, this woman trying to make a complaint.
1: Can I speak to the manager of police brutality? I,
0: I did see a, a video of a woman. This Well, it looked like a young girl probably yeah. in her 20s, early 20s. She was trying to make a complaint at a police station, and they were telling her that she's not welcome here. Really? Like, what? Like How do you? She's like, I'm trying to to file a complaint. <laughs> like, well, you're not welcome. Get out of here. Like, how can you tell me I'm not welcome at a place that I pay for? ridiculous.
1: You can't say I'm not welcome. I didn't say thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely absurd. Austin so. says
1: he hates Fridays too. No GML for, for two whole days. I'm no, sorry, man. You
0: guys are going to go back and listen to the older episodes. Yeah.
1: Start back at episode one when it used to be called the big freedom show. And that's John right. King was still here before we kicked him out. <laughs> no, that's not what happened.
0: Um, as Nate said, mastermytrades.com, that free trial, seven days. We, uh, we reintroduced that. And some of you guys are taking advantage of that. So you guys, the rest of y'all need to take advantage of it before it goes away, uh, which is going to be soon. I think I, am not going to keep that open forever. (laughs) So get in, go to mastermytrades.com, learn the very basics of trading. Even if you don't ever trade, at least you can understand the markets and understand what's happening. So it's very, very important to know those types of things. So you can kind of get a gauge on the market around you because the, the stock market has some, some good tells about it. So, um, mastermytrades.com again the live group is awesome we just had some more people sign up so get in on patreon.com good pay your five bucks a month you won't even barely see it coming out of your account (laughs) and you get all access to all kinds of cool things like the live show we did a great pre-show today you get some post show i make nate post videos and all kinds of stuff so really really good stuff on patreon go to patreon.com good and again please Share the show with a friend, a communist uncle, a socialist brother, whatever you want. Libertarian socialist brother. Libertarian socialists. Uh, <coughs> share it with everybody you know. And if you guys enjoy the message and we really appreciate that, leave us a rating and review. You guys do all that. We'll be back on Monday. I hope you guys have a good day. A good morning, a good Liberty. Liberty.